The PBS NewsHour podcast is supported in part by Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. What if we could block a protein to stop runaway cell division? Dana-Farber Cancer Institute laid the foundation for CDK4-6 inhibitors, drugs designed to treat many advanced breast cancers. Learn more at DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. While the number of legal abortions has gone up nationwide since the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade, a recent report from a group that supports reproductive rights says there have been sharp declines in states that impose new restrictions on abortion access. One of those states, Wisconsin, saw around 7,000 fewer abortions in the year following the court's decision than the state's annual average. Marissa Wojcik of PBS Wisconsin spoke with doctors there about the effect on their work and on their patients. When I got the results, I knew what I wanted to do. It was really hard emotionally. I was devastated. I, I wanted that baby. Jen Volstead is a former labor and delivery nurse in Milwaukee. At 12 weeks pregnant, Volstead was told something wasn't right. At 19 weeks pregnant, she found out she and her unborn child were at risk. I knew that if I carried that pregnancy to term, I was putting my own health at risk. And I also knew that my baby, if she survived a term, would only suffer. Jen Volstead made her decision while abortion was still legal. The cascade of events following the U.S. Supreme Court's ruling overturning the constitutional right to an abortion hit states like Wisconsin the hardest, creating a near-total abortion ban in the state one year ago. We have yet to see what systemic um, uh, consequences this, this, this law will have. Healthcare providers like Christopher Ford, a Milwaukee-based emergency medicine physician, found themselves in legal limbo when the default legal standing reverted back to a law from 1849. It says destroying the life of an unborn child is a felony, except to save the life of the mother. We are in a situation where that interpretation of a law from 1849 is really a gray area. We didn't even know that germs caused disease in 1849. Before Roe v. Wade was overturned, Dr. Kristen Lyerly, an OBGYN from Green Bay, counseled patients at one of the few Planned Parenthood clinics in Wisconsin that provided abortions. Following the decision, she, Dr. Ford, and Dr. Jen Jury McIntosh, a maternal fetal medicine physician in Milwaukee, joined a lawsuit challenging the 1849 law. Now we're operating this narrow channel of providing the best care, not committing malpractice, and being careful not to break a law. These pregnant people um, either have high-risk conditions themselves, so medical complications, but on the flip side, we also take care of fetuses, so get the most family-centered outcome that we can. Prior to the Supreme Court's ruling, Wisconsin patients and physicians had more options when it came to making decisions about reproductive health care. We would have conversations about what all their options were. We would talk about everything. Sometimes we would connect them with prenatal care. Sometimes we would connect them with adoption services. Sometimes they would go home and think about it, and they just wouldn't return for that second visit. But often they did. Now these doctors are managing a much different reality. If it becomes clear that they're leaning towards um, a, a termination, I have to say, unfortunately, this is illegal in the state of Wisconsin. And if this is what you choose to pursue, then we'll have to um, give you information on how to pursue this out of state. Um, and it, 
it feels like I'm abandoning my patients in saying that. Some physicians, like Dr. Lyerly, left Wisconsin so they can continue to provide reproductive care without fear of prosecution. I have the joy of working in rural Minnesota and northern Arizona on the Navajo Reservation. So in a way, it's very satisfying. But the truth is, I want to be home. For those who stayed, they must now navigate a law that many doctors feel is unclear. It's intrinsically vague, um, which then causes physicians to potentially second guess, like, is this risky enough? Because everyone who practices medicine knows that it can be very gray for a while and then become very black and white. Um, and you, the longer you wait to intervene, <laughs> the worse the outcomes are in general. We've heard reports, you know, in other states that have very strict uh, abortion bans like we do here in Wisconsin, in which, you know, we, we, we've had patients that have been told to wait in the car until they become even more unstable uh, in order to present to the emergency department so at that point in time they can do something about it. Now, of course, that's an egregious example, uh, and that's something that we don't aspire to. However, that is someone's interpretation of the law. There was a time when I was in Minnesota where someone presented, she was bleeding. She was 21 weeks pregnant with a desired pregnancy, but she was bleeding so much that she had to go to the operating room right away. And I had to perform an abortion. And I couldn't help but to think to myself, if this was happening to me in Wisconsin, I would be terrified about what the next steps would be, about what the implications for my future, my career would be. Physicians worry not only about the consequences today, but those yet to come. What I'm seeing over and over and over again is this getting worse over time. And a lot of that has to do with the access of healthcare, with the access of you know, care to obstetrics and gynecology. And a lot of the voices that are at the table right now don't see these patients and they don't have any medical background, but they're making these decisions. I just want to do my job. Um, so the fact that politics are trying to be present in my exam room, present in the back of my mind as I'm looking at a patient and talking to that patient and their family, um, that, that it's impacting that at all feels crazy to me um, because really we should just be providing the best evidence-based medical care that we can that's right for that patient and right for their family. And for Jen Volstead, she hopes in the future, Wisconsinites will be able to navigate these difficult decisions without the barriers in place today. Now when I look back, I feel so recovered and healed. I also wouldn't have my son if I didn't have this abortion because of the timing, if I had to carry to term. Julian, he is, he just turned six and he is one of the most joyful and curious people I've ever met. The more we try to focus on is that right or wrong or is that okay, the more we're focused on making choices for other people when we're not involved in their health care and we're not medical professionals. For PBS News Weekend, I'm Marissa Wojcik in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.